0: Hello and welcome to Boarding Party's D&D campaign, featuring Bentley Woods, CJ, D Blackwater, Milo Rooter, and Phoebe Wilheim. I'm Drew, the Game Master for the Laris region. Monty and the Rooter crew make for Alluvia to start their gym circuit back where it all began. Meanwhile, Milo heads off in search of counsel with the Venom Queen. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back to Boarding Party. I am joined today by Montgomery Montgomery. Squawk. And also Milo Ruder. Hello. But at different, uh, different vectors on their journey. As you may well remember, Monty and all of Milo's team sands a few were sent off to rechallenge the gym circuit to get stronger and more importantly to have Monty get an opportunity to be an actual leader and see how that goes truth without supervision so to speak now monty when you think of the gym circuits mm-hmm. your your brain is pulled to the first gym mm-hmm. that you did alluvia the big town, mm-hmm.
1: the big cheese, yes. All those big buildings. It's also the closest to where we were. It and is. In terms of like showing those who may not have done a gym yet what a gym is, a good a good entry point. Although, if I really sit and think about it, I think everyone on my team has been in a gym. I'm I'm fairly certain everyone has because
0: even Arjan back in the little buddy days. Attempted the Xantha. Yeah. And was robbed by the forgetful nature of me. <laughs> but much, much of this to say. Monty and crew, you take flight from Oriander, which I'm fairly certain the only ones that are out, I believe you
1: would just send Monty, but I'll leave it up to you. I don't remember. So, yeah, he would fly... Pretty much solo unless he wanted to get a, a general check with somebody that could fly alongside him uh-huh. moving forward. But for this initial leg, it will just be him. Yeah. Back um, to the good old days. But in the future, that will likely change. Like if someone does particularly well or particularly poorly, he might fly with them to the next one to talk and chat it out. Yeah. But for this, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, Monty, as you fly...
0: Uh,
1: there would be, depending on... Because I'm assuming it's not that long of a flight. Now, for you, an hour, maybe an hour and a half? So, he would still land outside of town mm-hmm. and talk to the group, the greater group. Yeah. Unless there's something else that's happening prior to. I just want to say he's not going to go straight in. Okay, you're not going straight in. Correct.
0: Understood. Um, well, as you are traveling literally as the crow flies, mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, you're pretty much in the clear. Okay. Any, any life signs that you see would be far below you, and, and you're much faster in the air. And nothing nothing attempts to, like, shoot you out of the sky with anti-air technology. Okay. So you will, over the course of about 90 minutes, just kind of float up Route 103, park yourself just outside Alluvia.
1: Okay and uh he will send out the crew and he will kind of give them the rundown because he's done this one before granted this might not be exactly what they're up against but he's still gonna discuss it yeah in the vein of there being to his recollection three challenges one being uh, who is fast who is enduring and who is strong um kind of takes a look at the the crew and uh would kind of assemble his teams from there because if memory serves it's three total but you just have to again knowing going from past example not necessarily what's about to happen the past example was you pick three and then you do them in a specific order not so much that like you do three then you swap out for a different three so um he's going to uh kind of do a little bit of training and tryouts if you will. And I imagine that um Shimmer would be in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh he's going to also bring Derby. Okay. And um Eunice. Okay. Shimmer, Derby, Eunice.
0: We'd love to see it. What a lovely squad to bring back to the original gym. So Montgomery, Mm -hmm. having chosen
1: your team, Mm -hmm. do you fly to the gym? Uh, Yes. Okay. And uh, we will attempt to see, I don't know the logistic purposes of this, but if the rest of the team could watch. They will come with. If not, then they will uh, train for a little bit outside of town. Okay. I will say for the unique nature of this case,
0: mm-hmm. uh, your team is allowed to watch. Okay. Monty, because so, good. Uh, where somewhere someone in a server room is like, this this Milo Rooter kid. He's got like fifteen Pokemon out. Based on how I've handled things in the past for when they're not, like, with you, I'm going to say you have the sort of mailman registration where if your team is not necessarily with you, they can be marked as they're, on duty. They're my birds. Yeah. And they're
1: like, wait a minute. They're completing a task. <laughs> Semantics. My, my birds are out there. One of them's a sheep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. It's, it's slang, like my guys, but it's yeah. my birds. <laughs> he's, he's laboring under the misapprehension that he's a bird. Yeah, my birds. Oh, well.
0: So, as you approach the Alluvia Gym, Mm -hmm. the familiar sight, Mm -hmm. back where it all began, Mm -hmm. all those many, many years ago for us, and probably several months at least, if not a year for for Montgomery, Mm -hmm. on approach, see those same lights of the gym, land down in front, and the door
1: swings open for you, stretch your little crow feet in there. He probably walks in and takes a look out for uh, the chatot. Oh, yeah. Thinking that he might be able to just communicate with him directly. You will anyway. You will very quickly espy a chatot who looks down. It goes, poof! Hat <laughs> buddy. You want to lay into bed? You want to lay into bed? So yes, the chatot
0: will fly down. Seeing a Murkrow walk in unattended, Mm -hmm. he's like, oh boy. All right, let's see
1: what's going on. Pops down. Hello. Hello. I don't know if you remember me. Well, I guess I should insight to make sure it's the same one. Or if you would recognize him. I'll I'll allow it if you want
0: to insight or history or something along those lines. Okay, we
1: will go with uh, history then for an 11. An 11? Let us see. Chatot's memory holds.
0: I believe you are familiar. I don't see many Murkros with your
1: particular Mm. brim. True, true. Uh, You may remember I was here with a trainer last time and uh, I still travel with that trainer. However, he has entrusted me to uh, train this new recruit regiment of birds and other friends, and uh, I'm here to challenge the gym. Very well. Well,
0: shall we begin? Sounds good to me. It is not the first time we have had one of our own come in and challenge without being accompanied by a human. Has there only been one other time? There has been one other time. Mm,
1: okay. So a precedent has been set. Sweet. Was he a, 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 a funny little guy made out of vines? He was a Tangela, yes. All right. He introduced himself as Wyman Oh like said he, he was oh. the
0: greatest rival of a boy named Milo Ruder. Oh, okay. He said he must prove himself to himself
1: and prove that he could beat that boy. Respect. Are you allowed to share if he won or not? He was very successful. Oh, cool. Good for him. Good for him. He had a unique strategy and a
0: unique team. Cool. And as such, I am curious to see what you will bring
1: to the table as a fellow aviation specialist. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited and uh, happy to be back. Uh, question for you. Certainly. Uh, in this unique circumstance, I, I I don't plan on it right now, but would it be allowed for me to compete? In the gym, or in the We sp- did offer
0: for Wyman to compete as well. Interesting. As. The only rule is that no human may
1: participate. Interesting. Okay, good to know. Good if to it know. was your desire, you could step into the ring. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it, but just check in in case down the line. Well, I suppose tradition dictates,
0: I must ask you, are you fast, enduring, or strong?
1: Um... We are enduring. Enduring. Very yes. well. Please select your three challengers. Okay. And Monty will send out the three previously mentioned between uh, Shimmer, Derby, and Eunice. Yes. Shimmer Derby Eunice. Alright. So. Ah. Baboom. Now some of you at home may be wondering, ground does not affect flying types. If Monty's such the strategist strategist, why would he bring a ground type into this gym? Strategic Very astute. However, Monty has learned nothing if that uh if it is just build blanketly is impossible for someone, like say for a Murkrow to deliver mail. Uh similar to his trainer, he welcomes that challenge and wants to find a way to prove those people wrong. Exactly. Don't tell me what I can't do. Tell
0: me only what I can do. All right. So go ahead and we'll see you folks in a moment after we roll for initiative. All right, we're back. Shimmer, you will be going first as flying out onto the field is a very big (laughs) U. As a talon flame from the rafters sets the air alight as it flies down to the ground. Dang. That's sick. (laughs) Perching on the pitch just across from the lot of you. As you take its measure very quickly, it taps its talons in a rhythmic way. As if to imply to you I
1: see you, Challenger. Welcome to the ring. But you're up first, Shimmer. All right. All right, so given direction from Monty leading into this, uh, they are kind of aware that um, if anything, Endurance survive. So uh, Shimmer is going to set up some agility. Okay. And... That is pretty much it. She's just going to get a bit faster in okay. case she needs to outrun or protect. To outwit, outplay, <laughs> yeah. and outlast. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a survivor. All right. And will uh, bonus action dodge. Very good.
0: All right. Probably a good call. As the Talon Flame across from you sees you getting fast... And fully alights, flies straight towards Shimmer with a flame charge. But because you dodged, it's got a disadvantage. Which I think just might be your saving grace. As we have a 13 to hit you. No. As the Talon Flame, fully wreathed in fire, shoots towards you, and you just disappear, reappearing behind it like a confident Goku. It flies past and skids around, leaving a scorch mark on the pitch behind as it turns to face Derby and his friend, Derby 2.
1: Nice. All right. Derby and Derby 2 are up, right? Yes. So they are going to... uh, Let's see. Hold on. And for
0: anybody who's forgotten... The Endure challenge, you just have to live five rounds. Just five. You don't have to kill. It's the same rule as kind of Etiola. If you kill it, you still win. But you just have to survive.
1: Which is a challenge of endurance. Uh, Derby is going to Roto Tiller. Okay. Just up the middle of the uh, arena. Okay. And try to create just some spots for Derby and Eunice to take cover. Okay. Make some partial cover spots. Yes. All right. <laughs> you,
0: you undo a lot of the hard work of the lawn maintenance <laughs> team. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a leading question. Do you have a name in mind for the secondary Derb?
1: Or do you ask him? Um, Derby would ask him. Okay,
0: I'll say at some point in the in the past few weeks, Derby has gleaned that this guy's name is Wesley.
1: Okay, I was The
0: gonna... name he chose for himself
1: because he always travels in a westerly location. Oh, fair enough. Just how he ran into you. My impromptu name was Furby, so I'm glad I asked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Derby, Furby, and Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Well, on that note, you make some partial cover for yourself and Eunice. Eunice, you size up your opponent. Yes. And you're like, I have faced greater birds.
1: What would you like to do? Uh, Eunice is going to try to take cover, but behind some of this difficult terrain. Okay. And do a cotton guard. I'll allow it. You... Puff out your so you
0: you hide behind a mound of earth and you're very hard to see and then suddenly <laughs> your your cottony mass just sticks out a couple inches above and you take
1: cover with cotton guard. We have shimmer. Okay. Shimmer is gonna do another agility. Okay. Because it can stack up to three times. It sure can. And to do yet another dodge bonus action. Okay. And is gonna fly by where Eunice is. Okay. Fly
0: overhead. Are we attempting to draw attention or are we just kind of checking in?
1: Uh, No, the intention is if Talonflame tries to do another attack, whether it hits or not, is right on on location for Eunice to fire off a Thundershock. Okay. I like it. So, Shimmer, you get real fast.
0: You get real dodgy and you just start going like this. Talonflame would probably take the bait. He's like, lights up again, catches a flame, and flies out towards you. Um, and is going to. Gonna go for a brave bird. Ooh. Because it's a brave bird. It's got disadvantage. Um, oh, and the lower die roll is a two. So, it's gonna shoot past you, flying just full force, full speed. Zooting right over Eunice towards you, Shimmer, and you just and reappear behind again as Talonflame flies past you. This time, very quickly approaching the wall of the stadium before arcing up and then back down, ending its turn a little ways away from both of you, but on the far side. So it's pretty far away. its I would say it's probably about 10 feet away from you okay. on the overshoot. Because it will have to, like, it'll use its movement to kind of come back because yeah, it okay. missed.
1: okay. Um, in that case. Because now we have uh, Derby. Yes. Derby is going to try to uh, do a Mud Slap, regardless of if that actually does anything or not. He's going to mm-hmm. try. As we may remember, much to the chagrin of my uh, Pokemon
0: stands, I think that ground should, in fact, be able to hit birds. Um, but I do count it as a resistance. So if you hit, it'll do straight damage okay. to the town flame. Okay. Plus, if there was ever a ground type that could, it's Derby who literally
1: practices on birds. <laughs> yeah, so his, his skeet Type shooting. advantage doesn't matter when you're battling Derby. His skeet shooting free yeah. Frisbees. Uh, it'd be an 18 or 19 to hit. Uh, that, that would be a hit, yes. Okay. It's a very big bird. And each of them are going to throw a mud ball. Okay. Uh, with for 15 damage. Holy cow. All right. Derby,
0: you look at your pal. He looks at you. And you just collide on both sides of the Talon Flame. Each one hitting a side of its face, coating its face in mud. All right. For 15. Holy cow. So it has disadvantage. Yeah. Next time regardless. Yeah, it does. Okay. So yeah, he's he's trying to get the mud out of his eyes and kind of shaking around. Eunice.
1: Uh, Hello, Grover. Eunice is going to try to fire off a Thundershock. Oh, okay. Yeah, this will be it. this will be big damage, huh? Uh, for a 12 to hit, though.
0: Uh, a 12 does not hit. Okay. Doesn't miss by much. It's a big bird, but mm-hmm. you launch a Thunderbolt out towards the talon Flame, and in its haste to try to clear its eyes, you're having trouble getting a perfect lock. It's a good try, though. We jump to Shimmer. True, 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 true.
1: Shimmer... Which I believe this puts us at the start of round three. Yes. Shimmer is going to agility one last time. Okay. Getting that final stack. Yep. And is still going go. to dodge bonus action just in case. Okay. Fully prepared. Talon flame. Going to dive in
0: towards the derbs. Got Disadvantage. Let's go for a Brave Bird. Okay. Uh, okay, the lower is a 15. That hits, though. Okay. Oh, that hits, though. So oh, you betcha. for Brave Bird, 2d10 flying. He's got to move 20 feet to hit you. That's 2d6 force damage added on, but he is also taking the force damage. Because he's a Brave Bird. Okay. That lands us at... That's a lot. Holy cow. That is 24 damage to Derby and 11 damage to the Talonflame. That was a lot of force damage. Yeah. Holy cow. We got a a, a 10 and a 3 on the D10s and a 5 and a 6 on the D6s. So that's big. As the Talonflame dives down towards you, Talons first, eyes still caked in mud. It just digs its Talons into the ground and crashes and just kind of drags the two of you with it. As it's just pummeled across the floor. The Derby's,
1: it's your turn, though. They are just going to go underground and dig yeah. and um, move away. <laughs> okay, you just get out of there. Yeah. You're like, I'm not dealing with this. And no, thank they're you. they're going to be underground. Okay. Because I think it says they're good. They can stay underground. till yeah. the end of their next turn. Yeah. Derby is, um, unlike uh, Tallulah's
0: dig, Derby is not able to yeah. hold his breath underwater. He's got to go kind of like a dolphin. We're buying
1: time. We're yeah. buying time. They dive on underground, and they just kind of the, they lay low. Eunice. Uh, Eunice is going to focus on that spot where it kind of took them down, uh-huh. and it is going to... Uh, all right, so Eunice is going to focus on where it landed and, and dragged the two Derbies, Derby and Wesley, yeah. and uh, focus uh, yet another thundershock. I believe in you. You can do it. Come on, Unice. It's got a reasonable AC. Ooh, 22 to hit. That's a very good bonus to hit. There we go. Uh, that would be 11 dice-wise. So 22 because it's electricity. Yes. Okay.
0: Um, potentially to Monty's surprise from the last time you were here. The, mm-hmm. team's, the team is strong. Mm-hmm. The talent flame is bloodied. Oh. As you strike it with a lightning bolt, you only have to live two more rounds. Monty, you're kinda counting it out. You're like six, seven, eight. And you're almost to you're like you're just past like the
1: 15 second mark. Okay. And you're like, We can we might do this. So Monty, in that context, is pleased with Derby being underground at the moment. Yeah. Because it's going to be underground during Talonflame's... This is round four, right? Uh, we we're, gonna... we're Yeah, we're going to jump to Shimmer on round four. Okay, so Derby being underground this turn is buying us a round. So str- from a strategic perspective, even if Talonflame takes out Shimmer, yeah. Derby's underground, Yeah, and it would have to go for one of them the next turn, and one of them would be standing if they split up. Yeah. So they just can't be near each other for like a cone attack or a combo but knowing that and uh, maybe not necessarily wanting anyone to take a thrashing beating um, is gonna encourage Shimmer to go for a hit like let's we' be able to adjust on the fly pun intended yeah um, you know we're we're doing really well but now's our chance to practice some offensive techniques as well. Very good. The defensive worked. Yeah. So, Shimmer, we're going to try to do a wing attack. Okay. Because Aerial Ace never misses. We already know that. Yeah. And Blink Burst is, while great, fire and might resist, and a dexterity save. However, we are triple boosted by agility. So, we have a plus eight to hit on wing attack. um, And a plus one to each of those dice if it hits. Yeah. So, that's... Let's see at peak agility if this is the way to go. Because we've never been in this situation before. So let's give it a shot. I like the strategery. So All here right. we go. All right, shimmy. Where did my... Shimmy, shimmy. Uh, do my blind? Oh, here it is. Yes. Okay. Wing attack. 14 to hit, Hits. unfortunately. Oh, okay, right on. Now we're going to do... It's a big bird. 2d8s. Uh, uh, and then we're gonna add three to this. hmm Okay. So that's a three, and a seven, a ten, so 13, thirteen
0: flying damage. Thirteen flying damage, holy cow. Alright, Shimmer, you size up your mark, and you go, I know where it would hurt if you hit me, and you peck it. You avoid these sort of big tuft of feathers at the front, and instead catch it just below one of the wings, like right here in the armpit of the bird. And, and then pop uh, in there. Gonna finish off with a bonus action, disengage. Okay, you disengage and carry off. And we, the talent Flame... We gotta split up. Looks over and sees you. Looks up from the two holes where the derbies were and sees you fly away. He's gonna take the bait again. Um He's not gonna go for Brave Bird because he's not that foolish. Um, but he will set himself alight and charge out towards you again. Okay. Uh Oh wait, he doesn't have disadvantage anymore. Oh, yeah, because you disengaged. So, let me ignore those and just roll one flat roll. Uh, six plus five is eleven. So it's gonna jet out towards you on fire and shimmer once again. You just, you just do like a big barrel roll and you end up on top of the Talon Flame mid-flight. Nice. As you just dodge the Derbs, you are underground mm-hmm. um, and you feel the pressure on the earth that something just took off. Okay. So you're like, all right, that's was good.
1: Think we're good. They're gonna go a little more from their memory, right? Like, let's say this is the arena, and they were right here, and they went underground. They're gonna go towards the outer edge. Okay. It's just a little bit, like yeah. maybe like 15 feet. Scoot then out safety. they're gonna to safety. pop back up. Yeah. And see how far away they are from the action. Uh,
0: probably like 40-ish feet. Okay. If you kind of pop over to the side. Okay. Everybody's staying pretty close to the cool. center.
1: And they're going to just whip up a protective sandstorm.
0: Yeah, okay. So you just mm-hmm. make it real nasty. Like, if you come over here, you will be
1: gritted. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Uh, Eunice. Uh, Eunice is going to get close enough okay. to... Just do a Thundershock. Okay. With Shimmer up there, I don't want to risk an Icy Wind. So we're sure. just going to go for a Thundershock. Good luck. 19 to hit again. That, that'll do. This will probably do it, honestly. Uh, 7 on the dice, so 14 damage. And 14. we around to round 5. Eunice. Oh. How do you want to do this? Sick. Uh, so Eunice is going to focus up right underneath and... The first thundershock missed. Yes. The second shunder- thundershock hit. Yes. But Talonflame wasn't moving. Yeah. So, it's, it's Eunice is taking the the learnings from the first one and the second one to kind of just dig her feet in the ground okay. and pinpoint where she thinks it's going to be. Uh-huh. But now understanding a little more, maybe it's the the weather, quote-unquote, of being indoors, but um Her thunder shocks are kind of arcing and, like, hitting pieces of the building, and there's, like, a light on there that she sees. And so she sees, like, oh, if I shoot it this way, it'll curve up and back, and they'll have to fly through it. Yeah. So uh, she'll shoot it up, arc it, and then it just goes right through the talon flame up into that light fixture. I love it. All right.
0: Yeah, you, you let out a beautiful zap, kind of popping one of the light bulbs, sending some, like, glass scattering down. As the Talon Flame is just kind of fried and starts to starts to kind of head down towards the ground in a landing maneuver, Shimmer, you just disappear around the glass shards and reappear above, and fly down
1: for a, a nice safe landing afterwards. And Monty on the sides is like, oh. <laughs> excellent work, you three. Yes, as, <laughs> as the chat thought is like well done, and then uh, makes the sound of like applause and clapping with his beak. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, very good job, you three. Uh, the, the defensive and evasive maneuvers worked perfectly, and it, what did we not plan for? And uh, I think Derby and Wesley would uh, say, like, us being really strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... We were under the impression we were going to have to endure this, and turns out the town flame needed to endure us. So, uh, way to go. Way to learn on the fly and uh, adjust the strategy and uh, win a round sooner than we even expected. Yeah. The treats for all. Yeah, and a single lemonade
0: for one, which as Derby's the only one that said so there's two straws in there <laughs> as they just... Sip out from the, from the lemonade. You can fully heal Derby. Um, the way, as the chatot will sort of help to explain, the way they handled for Wyman mm-hmm. is chatot just ran the whole suite because they need to be able to communicate with you mm-hmm. so that if you needed to call it off, you're not just going, Squawk! Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. No! Fair.
0: So chatot, his rule also is he picks a team from Carlia's batch, mm-hmm. brings them out. And you get a heal after each round. Okay. And you just have to make it through fast, enduring, and strong of Chatot's choosing. Okay. So you have proven you are enduring mm-hmm. and also quite strong. But I must ask you: Would you like to be fast or strong?
1: We're gonna go with fast. Very good. Because we're going to give uh, Derby and Wesley, who took a hit, a moment to enjoy their lemonade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy has two umbrellas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this uh, a, a pick one Pokemon? This like is. Prior? Okay. It is a pick a single Pokemon and please have them race. Okay. Uh, out they of, do not need to be able to fly. Out of curiosity, did the Rototiller stay? Um, they will kind of like come out and kind of... Okay. Flatten it afterwards. I'm not going to lie. I did that initially so that I could try to pick Eunice to use the mountains to hop through um, rings. But that's fine. If they would do it, you already said, then yeah. I'll, I'll do Shimmer instead. Okay. I had a backup plan. I okay. just wanted to try it. Yeah. I wanted to okay. try it.
0: So, <laughs> in that case, you, you would like to select Shimmer for the fast challenge? Correct.
1: Okay. I know Shimmer's fast. I wanted to try to work on Eunice's maneuverability and I thought that that might be a cool way to do it. Oh okay. Heck yeah. Alright. As Let's you select this.
0: Shimmer, mm-hmm. a set of 12 rings descends itself from the ceiling and rises from the ground at various heights. And then a second set rises just below it but all from the ground. As floating down from the one of the skylights very gracefully kind of running down the air with a fox-like agility is some kind of cat or a fox maybe with a bunch of tails that it's using kind of like a rudder to steer down and you can see it's got this big like sort of peacock tail hmm. and sticking out of the back on each of the ends are a sort of like fake eye in the fur Interesting. as it lands down it's got this deep blue fur and these purple accents as it
1: Just gently alights on the ground. All right. Uh, Can Monty try to insight this thing to see if it might have uh, any abilities outside, like running and jumping? Uh, Size them up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Size them up.
0: Like, is it going to, can it teleport? Can it shoot lightning out of its eyes? Yeah. Does it have laser beams? Yeah. Yeah. Can it melt through the floor like Kitty Pride? Uh, 13. Um, From what you're able to glean, as it's kind of like running down the floor, it doesn't even seem to be able to fly. It's, it's Buzz Lightyear. It's falling with style. Okay. It has great control, but it can't generate its own lift other than jumping. And then it can kind of coast.
1: Interesting. But from okay. what you're
0: able to glean, it's very agile, and it seems right at home, up in the air, and on the ground. So... Yeah. As you are fast, Shimmer and Avion, your challenge begins. Okay. What we're going to do, I would love for you to roll your d4, and I will roll a d4. Okay. To determine who gets through the first two rings fastest. Okay. Ready?
1: Three. Three. (gasps) Okay. Uh, One tie all. Okay, is there any sort of benefit? This is not any sort of initiative role, right? This is. Correct. Okay. We're just gonna. Okay. Because otherwise it would be, I go here. Okay, I
0: go here. I go here. I go here.
1: So, what I happens? Was, I was just curious because Fletchling gets a, a d6 added to its initiative. So, that's gotcha. what I was, Well, continue.
0: We may need a tiebreaker, so we'll find out. Okay. As the two of you set off, Shimmer, you, you instinctively hold yourself back from just teleporting because mm-hmm. you're like, okay point of the challenge is i got to get from here to there, and the thing below me can't do that. So I'm going to be fair, as you take off and shoot through. Monty, you get a, a prickle at the back of your neck remembering the Skarmory from the first time you were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget whose it was, it might have been yours, where the Gligar, Gligar yep. was just completely axed yep. by a knife. You probably call out the Shimmer, fair race, fair race! As you look up, and the is just perched. Up on one of the light poles, knives gleaming. You've spent enough time around Titania to know how bad those hurt. (laughs) Yeah. As you're just kind of chilling there. Shimmer, you and this Avion, as it's leaping from like ring to ring, kind of diving and coasting Mm. through, you're getting fancy with it also, to the point that you're both just sort of respecting each other's abilities right out of the gate. Let's get a D6.
1: Uh, I just want to say real quick that Titania is keeping an eye on that Skarmory too, because she's yeah. really curious to see what it does. Yeah. What it she's do. like, oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool,
0: cool. Yeah. All right, D6. D6s. One. Two. Okay. So round two goes to Shimmer. So it's, it's one point to Shimmer so far. As the Avion is leaping from one ring, it looks up to see you, and just kinda temples itself on one of the rings. As you're like flying upside down, you tuck in your wings and just go give it a wink as you keep going. As you're you're working in the way that Milo was trying to teach you, of keeping an eye on what's going on around you and another eye forward. You get the chameleon going. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. We have one round. I'm gonna put tie.
1: Shimmer. Round three. Please grab a D eight. Okay. And Monty's sweating at this point because he can't give Shimmer any adjustments to correct because she's deaf. Yeah. Uh, so he just has to. Well, put- that's a fair point. He's like fair race, fair <laughs> race. Shimmer just looks back like what? Okay, whatever. Yeah. He just flies normal. Uh, totally has to trust in Shimmer in this moment yeah. and let her do what she does. A two and eight. Okay,
0: so capitalizing on your lead as the Avion gets back to its feet kind of shakes off the the daze and the head wound dives through a couple more rings but Shimmer you're you're blitzing ahead you've got an extra buffer as you win two rounds in a row you are considered to be substantially further ahead you have passed the halfway point already you are ahead of where you should be and the the Avion's a few rings behind you at this point it's going to need a miracle to catch up Um, please grab your D10 Here we go. You got a ten. Nine. Oh. Okay. The avion starts to make up ground on you, Shimmer. As you're kind of looking back to to see how it's doing, it's just blitzing through, catching up on these rings, just diving elegantly through the air, being a a nice little acrobatic dog, cat, fox. (laughs) Diving and coasting through. And, Shimmer, you go, neat. (laughs) And just pick up the pace and maintain your lead. As the avion catches up with where you were last round, but not where you are anymore, please grab your d20. Oh, the, oh, sorry, 12. 12. Okay. Forgot the 12. Forgot the 12. 12.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh. went away. Three. The two.
0: <laughs> uh oh. All right. No real get, uh, ground is, is made or lost here, as you're both kind of just coasting towards the end. But that is a point to the avion. So, this this could be interesting. Uh, we're gonna grab the D twenty now for our potentially final roll, unless we need a tiebreaker. So, good luck, Shimmer. You got the Shimmer. Oh, that's pretty good. Ten. Oh, Thought I was an eighteen. Sixteen. For a second. Dern. So, as the two of you coast around to the final ring, Shimmer, you have a final burst of speed as the Avion just dives with all of its might pause forward it's a photo finish identical finish time as we end in a tie a a big flashing green light pops up over the first ring again please select your d100 oh. just the just the this part just the just the 10s okay. die for extra credit i believe in you come on shimmy Ready? Three. Seventy. All right. Thirty. As uh, whew, Shimmer, you, you fly through, and you and the Avion both lock eyes, and then out of your peripheral, it has to turn its whole head to look at you. You've got one eye forward. You see the green, and you whew, whew, dive out, and it's too late as the Avion leaps out towards it, but this time is four inches behind you as Jeez. you leap through,
1: claiming... The title of fast. Uh, the whole squad erupts in the stands because the whole Milo team is uh, well versed in races, and they yeah. get really hyped on races because they're really fast. So <laughs> they're all like, yeah, "That's why we practice racing. Yeah, it's important sometimes. It's a skill no one works on <laughs> except for us." Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yet again, the chat hot will kind of walk on over to you, Monty. I like to imagine they're both just kind of perched next to each other, just sort of observing, staring out very
1: calmly over the field. You should be proud of them. They're very fast. They are very fast. They um, have worked hard to uh, get to this point. Well done. Well, you have proven
0: that you are enduring and that you are fast. Now I must ask that you prove
1: that one among you is quite strong only one um, okay
0: but to make up for this surprise and the skarmory will descend from the skylight and land upon the ground perched shining in silver with brilliant crimson feathers sort of helmet shaped eyes eye slots just peering out at you with very dilated pupils, just ready. Okay.
1: So, Who would you like to, to challenge Karliah's Skarmory? Uh, Monty's going to survey the team, the three of them, mm-hmm. and... Kind of see that Derby and Wesley have plopped up on the bleachers and were just drinking their lemonade and are just like kicking their feet and enjoying the camaraderie <laughs> of their pals watching that race. So, heresy. He's like, as <laughs> they kick their little feet. Yeah. But I stand by it. I don't care. I love it. Uh, he's like, okay, Derby's content and he's going to look at Shimmer and Eunice between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And Eunice looks like she's kind of ready to roll. Okay. But Shimmer's also running off high morale and adrenaline. Yeah. And that might be the way to go in this situation. So he's going to have a a quick moment with Eunice. Yeah. And say, you know, hey, um, we're going to let Shimmer keep riding this wave. Um, Keep an eye on this, uh, the way that, the Skarmory fights during this uh, battle and uh, let me know at the end how you would have fought against it and because we're going to need everything you've got when we go back to that gym at the port and Eunice remembers that gym yeah Eunice is like you got it boss I'll keep an eye on this guy and Monty is going to select Shimmer but before Shimmer goes in the ring Titania is going to come out and talk to Shimmer. Okay. As best as she can. Yeah. Because she's deaf. But, um, she's. <laughs> Titania's gonna do like a, a huddle with Shimmer. And like they're talking, but in the huddle, kind of like show where weak points are. <gasps> oh! Okay. <laughs> so, kind of <laughs> showing like, hey, you know, this is how we like. Uh, this is how I throw the knives. Like they detach here kind of deal, but these aren't part of me. Um, okay. And say, you know, the body's all steel, like go for the wings, go for the, the joints on the wings. And you'll have your best shot at victory. You got him, kid. Uh, I liked what you did with the talon flame. Uh, use that to your advantage, um, but be aware that uh, Skarmory, you know, is a steel type is weak to fire but is also reflective, so you might not have the element of surprise like you would with the Talonflame. Yeah. Go get him, kid.
0: Okay. Very good. Um, I'm going to say for, for the genius of having Titania show off weak points, <laughs> I want you to take two D6s okay, and just keep them nearby as inspiration. Okay. That might turn a miss into a hit or maybe do some extra damage. Okay. Dealer's choice.
1: Uh, I would like to say that Monty does notice this coaching and is slightly agitated. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) That's my job. Yeah. (laughs) You're supposed to let me do that. Okay. But
0: there's no time to course correct, so we got to let it fly. At a certain point, you got to just double down. All right. So, for the final time of the Illuvia Gym, Shimmer, go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. As we take our positions on the field, Shimmer, you see this Skarmory. You've you've battled with Titania enough to know metal hurts, hurts a lot. However, you've got a natural advantage in the heat that you're able to produce. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all of that is going to have to wait because this thing is coming up on you real fast okay as it dives towards you get some good let's get some good look in here it it just shrieks and raptor runs towards you wing out becoming coated in a beautiful brilliant light as a steel wing gets a 15 to hit that'll hit okay
1: Ooh. And being fire type, you resist. Is, I don't, is Fletchling fire type though? Uh, I think Shimmer is. Oh, Shimmer is? Maybe. Let me check. I have Elicit as just flying. Oh, well, that might be very sad then. In efforts of being
0: honest. You know what, it's appreciated. All right. Well, who knows? Oh, it's not that bad. You take seven points of steel damage. Okay. As it clocks into you real real hard. Just slamming into you. And then it takes a very confident pose right next to you, and you start to see those weak moments in the in the sort of wing armor.
1: What would you like to do, Shimmer? Shimmer's gonna set up one agility. Okay. And dodge bonus action. Okay. The, the
0: Skarmory takes those wings that are kind of confidently positioned and swings in for a wing attack. A swing attack, if you will, at disadvantage. 17. Get down to a 13 at disadvantage. No hit. Okay. As the wing attack comes towards you, Shimmer, you just. <laughs> you just blink out and
1: back in. You're so fast. Okay, We're going to attempt to do an aerial ace to feel out the damage. Sure. To see if it is reduced or not, because it does not miss. Yeah. So here comes the D8 plus the extra one. Six damage, six flying damage. Okay. To the Skarmory. Six flying damage to the Skarmory. Very insightfully
0: from you. It doesn't seem to hit as hard as you might have hoped. the flying. You just crack right into the steel bone structure of the outer wing. And you're like, okay, that was rough. As it moves with a surprising speed to kind of cover its weak spot that you're aiming for. Uh, Dodge bonus action, of course. Bonus action dodge. Very good. Okay. As the Skarmory looks down at you and goes, this is how you truly strike with a wing. But you don't hear it because Mm -hmm. reasons. That is nineteen and nineteen at disadvantage. Oh wowzers! Um, but it is a a real ace. No, it's a wing attack. You have aerial ace. He has wing attack. Um, is five points of flying damage. Okay. As it clocks into you, as the two of you are just kind of locked in this sort of ground motion of just. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh,
1: whoosh. Uh, clarifying question. Sure. Uh, I have it listed as like sunlight. Right it is. Now. It's like daytime, but we're indoors, yeah. so I don't get any benefits from this. Uh, correct. Kay. It should just be like. Kay. It's like basic. Got weather. it. Okay. All right, Shimmer is gonna let loose a blink burst. Okay. Uh, this is a dex save. Uh oh. Well. Okay. Let's find out. That is a twelve. Okay, that's no no good okay. for for dodging. So we're gonna do a little bit of damage. This is gonna be a d4 fire plus the extra one from agility. So four total fire damage okay. on the dice. Doubled.
0: To eight. Okay. As you see the Skarmory coming in for another attack. It clocks you in the side, but you roll with the hit as it's gonna kind of like pile drive you into the ground. You just disappear in a puff of fire and it and it just kind of ignites along the wing, leaving a nice black scorch mark on that right wing. Loud shriek of pain as you just disappear and then reappear elsewhere. And then uh, give a bonus action as well. You had a dodge. Okay, bonus just action just, dodge.
1: Can we just assume that's the case I unless will I that.
0: specify otherwise? I like okay. it. Okay, um, you've you have angered Skarmory! Skarmory is mad! Skarmory is going to try to hit you with its wing, with the steel wingy. You're in his head. It's a 10. Okay. It no swings good. up towards you where you are in the air now. And you just, again, you just. <laughs> just blink out and reappear.
1: Alright, Shimmer. Uh. So. Shimmer's also going to keep an eye on, knowing Titania. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titania has the ability with weak armor, where yeah. she gets really good as things don't go her way. So yeah. she's going to keep an eye out for that and see if she notices any clues okay. um, that that is happening. But otherwise, is going to do yet another blink burst, please. Ready?
0: Okay. Uh, no, that is uh, worse than last time. Okay. We're at a nine.
1: Uh, that's one plus the extra from agility for a two. Two! So four fire damage. Four fire damage. All right. Yet again, those
0: wings shoot out towards you, and you blink out, and it's expecting you to just reappear, but instead there's just this phoenix image that just blasts it on the front of the beak. You leave a nice scorch mark up the side. And you reappear behind in a dodging bird motion, however that appears for Shimmer. The your opponent, feeling mayhaps a, a mite frustrated, just begins to shed some armor mm. of its own volition. Okay. And everything beneath just looks even sharper but thinner. Okay. As your opponent autotomises. And then just kind of looks at you, and it's this false confidence of like, yeah, come get me now, as like 40 pounds of metal just shed to the ground. That was its
1: turn? That's its turn. Okay. A whole action to do Autotomize. Shimmer's going to mirror that with an, another agility then. Okay. As it's like, come get me. You're like, come get me. Not necessarily like that, but it's, uh, it's a tr- strategic trade off. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're gonna you went better. around without being attacked, so I'm you might as well. Better. Yeah. Okay. The you're gonna def- you're gonna tail whip. I'm a defense curl. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the in a
0: similar vein to being deafened is oftentimes in this world a benefit. Mm-hmm. The Skarmory lets out a horrible metal sound mm-hmm. that you can't hear. Okay but it doesn't know that you're deaf because it would be unfair if it did. As it shrieks out, expecting to just cripple your offensive capabilities, you are completely unfazed, and you watch as the
1: Skarmory's eyes just kind of... (laughs) He's like, what are you? (sighs) I'm fidgets.
0: All right, Shimmer.
1: Shimmer's going to set up the third and final agility. Okay. As it shrieks out in rage and anger, you
0: just... (laughs) Even faster. And for once, the Skarmory's Rage is replaced with just a tiny mode of fear. <laughs> but it is going to try to hit you. Okay. Disadvantage from the dodging. It's another 10. As it swings its wing towards you yet again. This time, you just perch on the wing and ride the momentum around. As it swings out, it's like, a how? And
1: you're like, I got agile. Uh, and it's going to do a yet another blink burst. All right, let's see. That is a 15 plus 2.
0: Okay. For a 17.
1: So on this where it says all creatures mm-hmm. chosen uh, must succeed a DC 13 deck save throw or suffer 1d4 sem- fire damage, period. So on a succeed, they take nothing. Correct. Okay. That,
0: that does appear to be an all or nothing.
1: Okay. Um,
0: um uh, but if you are under the effects of agility you can use it as a bonus action. That's the only other thing it says on there. Uh
1: mine says oh you're right. I thought that I just read tailwind. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you so are under that'll tailwind be tailwind or agility. Okay. You so you would just be giving up your dodge. Gotcha. Okay. So let's um not do that yet. Okay. I'm going to keep the dodge for okay. this specific we dodge instance. Him. Yes. Okay.
0: Very good. You <laughs> you stay dodgy as you <laughs> as you ride the wing and disappear. The Skarmory is starting to figure out. It's starting to predict where you're going to be. And it swings its wing out towards you. But because you're still dodging, two on the die.
1: It swings out as you're
0: reappearing. You're like, hello again.
1: General Kenobi. (laughs) You just reappear behind. All All right, right, we're back to you. Yeah, we're going to do a blink burst again. We love it. as the bonus action here, I think. Nah, it's a 16 plus this time. It's starting to... The die rolls are starting to reflect. All right, so then in that case, we're going to try to go for a wing attack as well. <gasps> okay. Um, here we go. Uh, 24 to hit. <sighs> yeah, that'll do. 2d8, uh, which is going to be 8 plus the 3, so 11. And then I believe halved would bring it down oh, to... We'll call it. We'll call it a 6. Okay. Okay. That's
0: good. You start to land some hits on there, and... Much like Titania, a little more armor kind of gets shed off the side. And it seems to be getting a little bit faster and a lot of bit easier to hit. But we jump back down to the Skarmori. The Skarmori! Okay. It adds a damage die. But it's AC drops. And it's not bloodied yet, right? It is not bloodied Kay. yet. Uh, but you have crossed the 75% mark Kay. because mm-hmm. that. So... It doesn't have disadvantage now. Nope. So let's see. (gasps) No, the die wants to keep you alive. It's a 13. Okay. As you manage to dodge an empowered steel wing that just slices through the air towards you, once again, you just kind of like fly upside down for a second, reappear right in front of its face.
1: Okay. That was a little too close, so we're just going to do a blink burst as is. Okay. Okay. Let's take a look. See. Fire away. 12. Okay, that'll hit. This is going to be a D4 plus 3. That's 2 to 5, double to 10. 10. Okay, now we're talking.
0: Okay. 10 on there. Um, Not quite at another threshold, but veering ever closer. Shimmer, as you... Reappear right in front of the Skarmory's face and disappear, leaving that same Phoenix burn. You just kind of carve up the cross of the eyes with, um,
1: with like some ash and smoke. Okay. Did, did your tablet just go away? Yeah, it just went <laughs> shutting down. Goodbye. Uh, but then go back to doing a
0: dodge bonus action. Okay. And then we dodge again. The Skarmory at disadvantage. Does a 13 hit you? doesn't nope. look like it does mm-hmm. from over here it swings out towards you the dodges are coming in clutch as these knife blades are now looking sharper than ever it swings out and you're like Titania wanted me about
1: you <laughs> I'm not I would yes. not be failed so easily Speed is the name of the game here we spent all that time building up that agility we've got to keep using it yeah so alright we're going to do it ain't broke don't fix it Blink Burst please roll me a duck save <gasps> 12. Wow. Same as last we'll time. i away so many times. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's been eaten by the mini. All right, two to five,
0: ten again. Ten again. Okay. Now is where things get scary. As we pass the bloodied mark. Okay. The Skarmory sheds another layer of armor and has advantage on attack rolls canceling out the dodge okay so we're on to straight rolls as it gets frustrated and it leaps into the air and stabs down towards you <sighs> almost a crit but rolls down instead to be an 18. okay okay incoming 2d8 flying damage come on shimmer two. Oh, cool. One and one on two D8s. It's so frustrated, but finally it (laughs) lands a hit. And it's like, yes,
1: I got you. (laughs) I got (laughs) you. And then you just. (laughs) So at this point, when we've crossed that threshold, Titania knows that. We need to go for big hits now. We can't afford to do little piddly shavings away as we have been. Some piddly diddlies. So what I am going to ask in a way that is both a benefit and a detriment to Shimmer to make it more fair. Yeah. Is Pitch trying to combine Wing Attack and Blink Burst by getting the fire abilities out of it but slowing it down with wing attack to create what i believe in the pokemon world would be something like a flame charge attack okay um and try to do use both of the bonus action and the action to combine them only do wing attack's damage but fire type um i like it can we try it let's let's try it i will allow a
0: titania inspiration die on the roll if you so choose okay i would love a, a let's just let's make it nice and easy nice and crisp and clean give me a wing attack
1: roll okay we'll do we'll add one of titania's dice here um plus the three from agility yeah uh so we're adding eight plus the d6 yeah which is uh gonna be nine plus 14 is 23 to hit
0: Wow!
1: Yeah, you're good. That was a bit overkill. The the one on the inspiration die was pretty nuts. It just pushed you over the the limit. Yeah, Yeah. Okay, so you can go ahead and do 2d8 fire damage. Okay. As you
0: set yourself ablaze to teleport, and then instead just fold your wings in, kick off the ground, and go beak first into the weak point under the wing as it's kind of stabbed over you, exposing that weak spot.
1: Just like we practiced. Just like shooting Wombroats back home. 15 double to 30. It was an 8 and a 7. 15 double to 30? 2d8, an 8 and a 7. Oh, plus the 3 from agility, so that'd be 18 doubled to 36. 36? <laughs> um. All right, so Shimmer, uh-huh. you look into the, the
0: grandstands and you see Titania doing this mm-hmm. right here. And you take all your might, dig your little talons into the ground, wreath yourself in flame, and a large phoenix bursts out from your wings as you launch forward, knife-like, fiery-bladed wings jutting out. How do you want to do this? Yo!
1: The gamble paid off. That was crazy. The shimmer gambit. So, uh... Shimmer is going to fly up and upon getting closer to contact with it, the Skarmory is gonna like go a little defensive, and they're gonna kind of lock talons, and it'll like kind of stop Shimmer where she was, but the flame blink burst version will keep going and impact yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah! And as that flame Heaves going
0: and slams into the Skarmory, sending it flying. Shimmer. You're about twice as big as you were a few oh, seconds ago. As those flames yeah. pass through you, your form grows with the power. <laughs> as now a sweet absorbs that fire in just into themselves, officially gaining. The fire typing eh?
1: dang that was As so you sick clock
0: this skarmory under the chin launching it a few feet away it lands on the ground unconscious with the squiggly eyes and all smoky you got him by two
1: dang by two we had to go big um the whole squad will grandstand rush the field yeah and <laughs> and they'll all lift uh shimmer <laughs> up in celebration um Titania is there celebrating as well, but being as uh, she's rather large in comparison, yeah. won't necessarily be there in the ocean of people. Yeah. And, uh, Monty will walk up to Titania and say, like, you know, that was good thinking. You no, know, good advice. And clearly that paid off, and Shimmer's way stronger than before. Yeah. Uh,. How's how's your fly in looking to Titania and uh, kind of wants to talk about things on their flight to the next gym. Oh, okay.
0: Titania the can indeed. It's a lot of effort, mm-hmm. but it's doable. Okay.
1: So they're going to metal. They're going to enjoy the moment now, but they're they're going to share a conversation in the air on the way to the next gym. Okay. Well,
0: the chat tut will Look to you, Monty. Congratulations! I believe this is in order. <laughs> and takes a Baron badge, mm-hmm. and then just carves a little C <laughs> into the
1: into the kind of metal paint on the top, so that you remember our fight together. And uh, Monty will take off his like tube backpack yeah. and get the team all together because it's a team victory and he's gonna put his bag in the middle and ask Shimmer to put it on the bag all right Shimmer with your now
0: slightly larger talents you jumped from tiny to small but you just sh- and just kind of pin the badge into into Monty's mail bag and you feel a swell of pride within yourself and and everyone's just uh,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> one down. One down indeed so before we jump to what Meatloaf rooster's been up to mm-hmm. we'll see you guys in a second as as Monty and Pals are tackling the Alluvia gym mm-hmm. Meatloaf rooster mm-hmm. you depart from the deck of the Red Prince out to sea Oh true true with a newfound mission to meet with some of these other scions. And your brain in recent weeks has just become a overwhelming like Skyrim radar of waypoints, mm-hmm. of places to go. And a few of them start to kind of flare, as if to get your attention. One of which would be the tide collars. As it flares out, you see a response ping in the direction of the Sierras, a very prominent purple glow just kind of shimmering in the distance. And it starts out deep within what looks like to be a cave system as you're flying closer. And it starts to kind of spiral its way up towards the summit. And it's just kind of every few seconds just boom.
1: Looks like where I'm headed next. All right.
0: Bullet will kind of nod and be like, I don't see it. But you're you're able to kind of like guide them and and steer. And as you approach the summit of the Sierras with, with bullets fly speed, it takes an hour to get from all the way out to sea, all the way back in, just setting up a nice little breeze for yourself. You cruise through. You fly over Ambercrag. You see home. You're like, cool. Everything's still there. Good. It's very busy as it was last time you were here. If anything, it's even more so. It's quite a buzz. As you coast past and kind of begin to arc up the amberite Sierras, you see that that sort of pulsing beacon stop at the summit. Okay. As you kind of fly up. There's just this tremendously large black and purple accordion-looking scorpion creature just stood. If you didn't know what you were meeting, you would be terrified. Oh, I'm sure. As it's, it stands about 12 feet high, is just coated in spines and claws, and venom just coats the entire surface of it. It hangs out beneath a kind of rocky outcropping, so as to not be directly in sunlight. But before you lurks the Malikat al Sumi,
1: or in in plain speech, the Venom Queen. The Venom Queen. Brilliant. I will dismount. Okay. Bullet, and are there any like? greetings that i would know at this point or is it like if you were to say hello to a fellow or to a a fellow guardian or to a scion is there like a proper and would i know it they don't seem to
0: have a human grasp of like how a conversation begins or ends got it okay um the tide caller was like really guessing Mm -hmm. of like i'm gonna leave you Mm -hmm. in a non-threatening way (laughs) i'm going to go um, they seem to appear converse and then when the conversation is done they don't like waste words they just go away
1: huh. uh, in that case I will just say uh, have you been in conversation with the with the tide caller Rabu Alzura lately? I have so are you familiar with the conversation that we had Familiar is a strong word. You
0: wish to avoid bloodshed, correct?
1: Pretty much. Uh, I think I will answer that question with another question. In There would be more detriment to killing the thing that comes out of the moon or the moon that could be worse than whatever war ends up being fought. Mm. Don't you think? Well,
0: much as I enjoy life, what good is a guardian if it does not protect? If some of us must die, perhaps it is the will of the creator. Do you not agree? We must protect our stone.
1: I yeah. That is our charge. I understand that, but it seems like this thing is going to be born and going to begin fight out of not knowing what's happening and not out of protection. No one's threatening to break its stone. It's just going to begin existing and start killing unnecessarily so to which I say sure it should be allowed to protect its stone but how can we teach it to protect its stone without this awkward uh, introduction growth stage I believe it should be allowed to survive if it can coexist I agree with that the rest
0: of us have figured it out so far
1: so, do you remember when you were brought into being? I acquired my stone through
0: less official channels. Got it. I have defended it
1: thus far. So, in your opinion, then, if this thing is born from the moon, it's we're fine. It's just gonna make its charge.
0: Introducing a new element will bring
1: harm. But Oh, this is a new element. Okay. Interesting. I am also quite
0: willing to die that others may live. That is our job, as it was described by my predecessor before his early retirement.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, if this thing were to just break free and start wrecking havoc you would start fighting it i would do everything in my
0: power including detonation if the need arose that is our job what good is protecting a rock if the world around it is dead and corrupted
1: that yeah i agree with that so I feel like I'm getting mixed messages from you. Can I? Can I try to incite it to see if you, it's just trying to like? You sure can play with me and like just say the opposite of what I'm saying to do that. All right, hold on. <laughs> Sixteen. Sixteen.
0: <laughs> the Venom Queen stands before you. It's very hard to get a read on something yeah. that has to enunciate very clearly to speak in a tongue that you can understand. Uh-huh. But as it kind of clicks its mandibles together a bunch, the general vibe that you're getting is a near level of zealousness. Zealotry, perhaps, might be the way to say that. I don't know. Very zealous in the defense of the world, to mm. the detriment of all else. Okay. And would potentially would detonate their own stone before letting it fall to corruption.
1: Interesting. So
0: she would rather let all poison types die, die than lose them
1: to a spreading corruption. <sighs> so I'm sure you're familiar, obviously, with the Tidecaller and, let's say, the Guardian being two different beings and, say, the Warden, and they all have their own sort of piece of this stone. Yes. Do you have any... Uh, you do have to disclose who they are or where they are, but do you have any, like, acolytes that have pieces of poison stone? I do not. Okay. I prefer to
0: keep my kingdom
1: in check. Do you know if, in theory, like, if the tide Tidecaller's stone were to break, all water types would cease to exist? Yes! But if a subsequent smaller chunk that someone's defending breaks, does the same thing happen, or only if the main one is broken? Only the main! Okay.
0: If you were to detonate my stone, Most of us would be fine.
1: It would be proximity-based. Oh, interesting. So you... You have a piece, then, and not the main one. Correct. Okay. Because... This is going to sound wild, but... I'd like you to just hear me out here. You are the Mutahadith kathir. It is my duty to listen. So... I was thinking, I've been hearing rumors lately, and, um, you know, let's start with this. I'm going to, I'll get to my idea in a second. I've heard of people or things that are here, I've met some of them, that are not from our world or time or whatever you want to call it. Are you are you kind of familiar with that at all? With With the
0: concept of traveling between worlds.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: No. (laughs) Okay. But I like the idea of it.
1: Okay. This world may crumble. A new one would be preferable. So, in theory, I would like to protect this one first before just bailing to another. As would
0: I. But I figured in bringing it up, perhaps you had a method.
1: Yeah, so I heard this tale of somebody who was able to create a detonation so large and so strong that it it basically ripped open space in a way that it shot some of those people through it into our world. So theirs is gone, but now they're here. Interesting. And and as an idea, if we were able to take some of these sub stones that aren't the main ones get them in a spot where we can detonate them in in a similar way push the new being into another world or in order to maintain balance try to swap ours with the one from the world that was destroyed. So, I know this is weird, but in the other world that blew up, that threw these people into our dimension, I need confirmation from them. I've met a couple, so I can ask, but I have to assume that they had a moon. I'm pretty sure they have a moon. If we were able to create that rift and somehow swap the two... We might be able to buy more time or figure out a way to better prepare for what's to come. Because then that one can hatch and have a whole realm of its own where it can run amok and literally corrupt an already dead planet and do its thing. Where this moon, we can investigate to see if it would even do that. And if it did, we might have more time to prepare and figure out a better way. You are much more imaginative than the last. I like this plan. How many would you need? That I don't know. So, I would like to discuss this with um some of those beings. I know at least one of them or I've met two actually and maybe we can track down the one that they know as Refusul and see if he is around here still. And he can kind of tell us how he did it. Because from the stories I've heard, he's the one that did the, the detonation. So he would know how much power we would need. Mm. And then I might just call upon everyone to donate a substone of sorts till we get to a power level that we need from a kaboom perspective and try to initiate something like this. Does it overwhelm
0: your senses, knowing these things?
1: Yes. Yes, it does.
0: I cannot imagine.
1: I have a request
0: of you. Okay. Can you detect another stone like mine?
1: Probably.
0: A piece is missing. Okay. And I would like it back. Okay. If you can find it, I will put in. A word with some of the others. Hmm. I like the sound of your plan. To send something somewhere else, to see another world, mm-hmm. this pleases us. We would like to see it. What do you? What do you mean when you say we? Who's we? Uh, make an intelligence check Here's your super bonus. <gasps> 13. Okay. Um, anytime that I have said I, replace it with we. Okay. Um, they have no concept of like the self. Okay. The Venom Queen is got just it, speaking. It. It's the royal we. Okay. All right. If you can locate my missing piece,
1: our missing Yes. <laughs> it's hard, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm focused on enunciation I'm more just than anything teasing, else. Yeah. I'm just
0: yeah. Find our missing piece. I don't even care if it is returned. We just want to know where it is. Okay. That it is not
1: a threat to my rule. Okay. Can I try to inconspicuously do a perception check to see if I can get a feel for where it is from here? Yeah. Give me a
0: give me a checky poo. 30. 30. <laughs> Okay, Um, you take a moment to focus on the energy that is before you and the energy that is below you. Get a good read on those signals. And then you start to temporarily sort of dispel some of the other energy signals throughout the world around you. And you, with a 30... Pick up on the slightest portion of this energy signal in two directions. Mm. One of which lies very, very far to your west and a very narrow um, distance
1: across from there off to your north. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Got it. Read you loud and clear. Ah, oh, boy. There oh, were boy.
0: others like you, but not like you. Your species. you mean, as human, yeah. Humans. Mm-hmm. Digging around long ago, looking for my power source.
1: I believe they are the thieves. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. Track them down
0: for me. And my stone is yours for this world traveling adventure.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh no, I appreciate it. Um But you had never you'd never heard of uh, any of these things before, or like of Refusul or this explosion? I do not concern myself. With
0: the lives of humans. You are the exception there. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well. I have seen what you do
1: with the world you are given, and choose to remain distant. Understand. <laughs> um. All right. Uh did you so you don't know who this was, so they kind of just took the stone discreetly from you. Not so discreet. A large metal beast mm. set loose in the caves I call home. Interesting. Was it more like a Metal beast of a dragon, or like a metal beast, kind of like an onyx type snake creature no
0: thuaban
1: is not to blame interesting. he resides
0: north of here, a far away
1: so is he uh he's steel type now? I believe. His proximity
0: to something has altered him.
1: Like another stone, or like some some other force? He
0: is now made of the same metal as the creature that came here. I mistook him for Thuaban, and allowed it to enter the mountain.
1: Interesting. Because we saw a giant stelix in the mines north by Xantha, but it was not very uh it was pretty aggressive in kind of a I guess a territorial seemed kind of feral at the time, but maybe not. So Thuaban is quite protective. But the stone we saw up there was fired Does does he guard more than one stone? Have the others not told you how this works? Apparently not.
0: The stone we guard has little variation between our species. While we tend to gravitate towards one that matches, it is not always the case. Thuaban guards fire until the humans found it.
1: Okay, I'm asking, because on my sheet it says he's the guardian of the rock stone. Mm-hmm. So, but this person's telling me that they're the guardian of the fire one. Thuaban guards both. Okay, so I think... There is another portion of earth... Here. I watch over it as well. Got it. But he was stone or he was steel beforehand. That isn't a newer development.
0: He has been made of metal for many years. Okay. He began his life as a
1: snake of stones. Okay. Got it. Are you familiar with, uh, Katil? Uh, Arijal. Hold, please. I gotta remember my own nonsense. That's the, uh... That's Blue's Urshifu. Ah, yes. The Man
0: Slayer. Mm Mm-hmm. An arrogant title, but one well-earned. Before bending the knee to the human woman.
1: Yeah, and why if, if... Someone as powerful as that for... Slaying that many men. What happened that made him bend the knee? Arrogance. From what I hear,
0: he is most
1: loyal. Did he like think he could beat her, and she put him in his place? And he
0: was light on details when last we spoke, Bear. But. He was in dire straits. His arms had been removed. And she knew of a way to regrow them. He vowed to kill her if she lied.
1: But she lived.
0: And from what I hear, she is back.
1: Yes, this is true.
0: The Manslayer... I am sure would love to help if he were allowed. But you may need to free him from servitude.
1: So is there a possibility then? Because I kind of suspect that they had a part in potentially being the thieves that took part of your stone. They had a a Venusaur with them who is part poison type. Hmm and given the amount of stone and power that that uh, human has acquired, it wouldn't surprise me if it had that piece. Hmm. I suppose it is possible. When
0: the stone was removed from here, I lost track of it. Either the portion is small And I cannot detect it, or it is shrouded.
1: Shrouded, like, if it was around a bunch of other stones, it'd be kind of masked in the pile. Precisely. Interesting, because I would kind of lend credence to that claim. But also, I'm thinking uh, there is the potential of the metal monster, the Stonebreaker, as we've been calling it, who's been collecting... an adequate name yeah
0: such a fearsome
1: beast could surely produce
0: the power required for your experiment to travel
1: between worlds yeah when the
0: firestone
1: detonated we felt it here yeah that was that fight actually was when that happened we were actually able to defeat it however to my knowledge there Potentially, is another one. We stumbled across some incomplete files. Mm. And there may be another one out there. So just fair warning to you if you get another read like that, it might be another one. Although that is good to know. We will double securities. Um... I'm you gonna... say you killed
0: this stone breaker.
1: Yeah. It was... It was pretty, uh mechanical um Mm. so kill is a weird word but i mean we dismantled it yeah i'm literally these are its eyes (laughs) interesting yeah
0: i thought it part of your anatomy
1: no this is uh yeah a piece from it Mm. well perhaps should you encounter
0: the manslayer Mm mm-hmm and free him. We think he may be of assistance.
1: Interesting. Is there any other insight you could give to me as far as his servitude or things that um, it may have forgotten that I can help jog its memory if need be? These stones you use to capture our kind. Mm-hmm.
0: There was one made to override our desires our will the manslayer resides within it as long as it survives it is in service Uh, to her
1: we gotta break its pokeball got it okay there was a
0: rumor from down the mountain of another device like that a ring
1: but we managed to stop that from spreading. Yeah, the Dominus, I'm sure. Courtesy of recent corrupting events, your world is
0: spared a device capable of rewiring one's mind. As such, we consider this world in debt to the creature above I do not see it as a sibling but as an equal
1: if sorry clarify are you speaking of the Urshifu or the the, creator
0: no neither the cause of the corruption the one whose wing beats shall darken the world
1: oh okay got it
0: as such killing it is not preferable but if it must die for the rest to live we would be willing to fight but i like the sound
1: of exploding time (laughs) yeah me too uh shoot what was i gonna ask it went away (laughs) okay So you're saying that this new creature is a new type? It appears to be. So no one would have any information as far as how we could protect ourselves from it, sort of just hunker down and let it kind of thrash for a minute before we... uh... There
0: were tales long ago of a similar force dwelling in the sun.
1: And then that happened? Or that that hasn't happened yet? That
0: element did not survive. Huh. It was not strong enough to fight off what it was not strong against.
1: So basically, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but part of what you're saying is is it did come here, and it did do a lot of damage, but the things it wasn't strong against it survived. It did not get past the early stages that we are in now. Gotcha.
0: The forces it sent here were misshapen. They looked like humans, Interesting. but red- Winged. They flew down and were rejected by humans. They did not fall for false promises.
1: Are you familiar with Helios? That is one such being. Because it seems like he's still kind of stomping around. Yes. Are there more th- than just him? It
0: is likely... They could not be killed by the humans. They would simply rest and return. Their undoing was the wording in their contracts with humans.
1: Well, it just sounds like they tried to play somewhat civil, where these more lunar-based creatures are going more for the... It is my belief... Their
0: failure has influenced the new strategy.
1: Whose strategy?
0: The one who is coming. Well these beings above us are still mortal creatures. Their consciousness begins long before their body and persists
1: long after. So, if is it in the body now, or is it waiting for the body to be ready before it joins it? And then is that the sequence that makes it a bit unstable and uh, aggressive?
0: I cannot rightly say, for I have not seen a god to be born.
1: Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. So, I don't know if you're familiar with how I came into possession of the stone and abilities.
0: Your predecessor may have mentioned finding a successor.
1: But are you familiar with any other acolytes are some that are uh, uh loyal to the psychic stone other than me it was my understanding
0: that they were struck down in a war with humans mm. okay but to wipe out an entire ideology is unlikely
1: yeah Do you have any other paths you see for potentially uh, um, confronting this coming conflict?
0: Our plan was to lay low.
1: And just hope to survive? For as long as the stone is safe. Do you think that this creature... Well, I don't know, maybe this goes back to the the Sun version. Between these two, do you think their intention is to fully take over or just find a footing and join the, the ranks of the world? Does that make sense? Much like your human wars, expansion is preferable. They will seek to capture as much territory as they can. So in your situation, let's say you were to lay low and they were to do the initial push and take over like 80% of the planet. Don't you think you'd have to lay low for the rest of your life? We would eke out an
0: existence as long as the stone was safe.
1: Okay. But we
0: would prefer very much to fight. In the absence of a scion of my particular stone... It is my duty to protect what remains.
1: Fair. Alright. But we prefer
0: the non-union equivalent of the nuclear option.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, I think that kind of answers my questions. Uh, I will seek out that chunk in case we go for Operation Blow-Up Time. And, um... I will let you know if I find it, just so you're aware that the thieves have been found and put to justice. Very good. I do have one additional question for you. Certainly. So I personally haven't trained or um, experienced much with poison-typed <clears throat> Pokemon. Uh, however, I do have some friends that do Mm. being who you are do you have any suggestions for um their poison types to prepare for what's to come potentially or ways that you found that have been more productive in training Mm. poison abilities
0: we have been lucky our abilities come from beyond ourselves brew a stronger venom if they wish to live and you recover what you say you can return to me I will enhance any number
1: sweet okay absolutely alright well appreciate the time and uh You will be hearing from me soon. Be hearing from my attorneys. (laughs) Yes. My people will get in contact with your people.
0: Very good. If you need answers before then, do not hesitate to reach out to us in the manner we did to you. Huh? Let us know where you are. Oh,
1: got it. Okay.
0: The tunnels below your world stretch farther than you could imagine. That's cool. You could reach Thuoban in hours.
1: Okay. Yeah, I might, I uh, might honestly go do that before heading out.
0: There are very few who dwell within, and they prefer a life of secrecy and seclusion it is likely you will
1: see none. Got it. Okay. Well, I think it's still worth the attempt. Thank you for your time. The conversation is concluded. <laughs> and then she just
0: skitters back into the shadow, and as soon as the tail coats away from where little bits of sunlight are,
1: gone. Whoa, that's cool. That is neat. Alright, well it would be, uh, it would behoove me to at least try before leaving, since it's just directly below. I'm sure I can try to get a read on it. What are we trying to get a read on, real quick? Uh, the snake, the Thuban, is it Thuban? I feel like I'm missing a syllable. Thuban! Thuban.
0: Although, to be fair, the Venom Queen enunciates very clearly because she doesn't have lips. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. Yeah. That's so hard.
1: If we can get. <laughs>
0: That's why she enunciates if we where can she can get. Uh... That's hard. She has learned to speak your tongue, but it is distasteful. All right. To meet Lefrooster. Yes. Knowing a general direction. It's very hard not to talk like the Venom Queen now. Yes. Knowing a general direction of where I you're heading. I
1: am headed. aware.
0: <laughs> uh, you get a read on Thulban. Okay. Knowing that if you were to use these sort of dark and secret tunnels, mm-hmm. you would not be flying with bullet. Mm-hmm true 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 which to be fair with bullet it's probably a day or so of flying but you're starting from a mountain which means you've got the sort of air advantage you don't have to fly up you just basically coast and glide be the better part of a day to get up towards Xantha um, or you could travel through the tunnels but you would be probably on foot in the dark but it's perfectly safe as far as you've been told entirely
1: your cold I think I'm going to do the tunnels because it would be interesting to get a read on things while I'm down there. Okay. Because there might be something that's like that much lower that's like, oh, whoa, okay. Like, I wouldn't have seen that if I didn't come down here. Very good.
0: Okay. So you head into Mm -hmm. the Venom Queen's tunnels. Yeah. And as soon as you pass through the space where sunlight no longer reaches your eyes immediately kind of adjust and you're able to see in perfect grayscale through this through this tunnel network and it spirals down immediately there's like a nice carved spiral ramp all the way down and you can see the marks on the wall where various pokemon had just kind of carved this little ramp out you see dozens and dozens of tiny little in the in the weird light tiny little gray scorpions that regard you very calmly and then crawl out of your way as you head down 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 to Goblin Town yes you eventually reach the sort of base of this ramp and it and it turns out into a perfectly carved tunnel of cave system spreading out into various different networks and places to go. But if you were to think of Thuoban's signal, you almost get a little tether line headed off, kind of marking through specific tunnel exits and entrances. As you kind of just start to walk. You're intelligent enough to know how long it should take you to walk to Xantha. Mm -hmm. And it takes substantially less time.
1: Oh, okay. It
0: should take you a couple days, Mm -hmm. even to just go from, like, Alluvia to Xantha. You've done that enough. You've done Xantha to Fola. Yeah. Done that enough. So going from Ambercrag to Xantha should be a long time. Yeah. But as you walk, the ground seems to pull alongside you, and every step is six or seven. It's like an airport treadmill. Pretty much. As you're kind of trekking through um, what you now know to be the Scion Tunnels. There is a method by which the Scions keep in touch. As do some of the Guardians. Not all of them use these tunnels. But a lot of them do. And as you just kind of... As you're trekking through these tunnels, fast approaching Xantha, knowing that a Steelix that has harangued you and your friends for years Mm -hmm. of real time... Yep lies at the end of this tunnel, that's where we'll pick it up for you next time. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you in the next one. With the Baron Badge under his wing, and a growing respect for his peers, Monty sets off for Watalonga. Milo's discussion with the Venom Queen brought about as many questions as it did answers, and so he heads through the Scion tunnels to find the Snake of Stones. If you enjoyed this episode of Boarding Party, please consider leaving a like on the video to show your support. If you'd like to see more of the tots and stay up to date on the Laris region, why not subscribe to the channel? If you'd like to help us out in other ways, you can follow the links in this video's description box to our Patreon. From there, you can join the discussion in our Discord server, or check out the post-show still rolling and get a recap of every session with myself and the crew. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about Monty's first crack at the gym circuit and Milo's chat with a scion. Thank you so much for watching! Catch you next week as Monty and the crew fight a Watalonga while Milo heads back to the Xantha Canyon.